0: Well, peace in the name of Jesus, Christ is Love Church. My name is Jacob Bell, and I am the Community Life Pastor here. Advent has been a beautiful journey uh, these last few weeks as we have been formed through hope, peace, and joy. I'm grateful to participate in this journey with you as we look at this text together and engage in God's redemptive story, the story of enduring faithful love. Before we get to it, I have to share with you all a thought that has been on my mind all weekend, and it is this. I am so thankful to be a pastor alongside you all and this pastoral team. When Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, he started this faithful love letter with this sentence. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by God's will to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus. God, let me pause From all the excitement I was experiencing this week, uh, thank you, Spider-Man, no way home, (laughs) to remember that I am a pastor because of God's will. Nothing I completed or achieved to make that happen. God, in his rich will of faithful love, invited me to come along in what he is doing here in Sumner County. It is the will of God that encourages me up here to preach the word of God that has already been speaking for generations. So faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Hendersonville, please know this morning that God's will is for you because he is enduring in faithful love. You don't have to build pyramids to deserve it. God is faithful in love towards you because that is who God is, faithful in love. So we approach this text with a humble heart as we wait for God to come in flesh, remembering that it is in God's character to be faithful in love towards us. So let us pray that we would receive the power of God's word today, the word that sets captives Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, your word reflects your character, this character that sets the captives free, that that rescues slaves out of Egypt, that leads people through the wilderness, that sets up a people known as Israel. And even in the waiting, in your character, you are abounding in faithful love. So, Lord, I pray this morning that the power of your word would be bestowed to your people so that we would continue in your word as disciples who walk around Hendersonville and Gallatin, White House, Goodlessville, and the greater Nashville area. Lord, would we continue in your word and know that we are affirmed as your disciples. Lord, help us to know the truth. The truth that sets us free. Amen. The title of this sermon is simple. It's called Faithful Love. Kat read for us this beautiful song in scripture, a praise that comes from the very mother of Jesus. What a powerful word picture of the God that we confess as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who was coming in flesh as a baby. God's faithful love is not shy of entering the scene as the weakest thing possible, a baby. But this is who our God is. God has always come in vulnerability to his people. When God established a relationship with Moses, God shared God's name with him. I am who I am. I will be whoever I will be. Yahweh. God knew full well that his people would sin, rebel, turn to other gods, and think like the empires of the day Yet God shares God's name. God's name is a gift to the people of God who have been toiling in Egypt, making pyramids, social culture that was built upon hurry and abusive flawlessness. For God to give his name opened the possibility for relationship, for intimacy, for hope, peace, and joy but it also opened the possibility for God to suffer. Terence E. Freitheim in The Suffering of God says it this way, For God to have a name entails the possibility of suffering. Indeed, given what God knows about people and the world and what is apt to happen to the name, God thereby chooses to assume suffering. God chooses to assume suffering because God endures in faithful love. This assumed suffering dwells with the people of God through times of rejoicing and through times of silence. This assumed suffering comes in the form of a baby, vulnerable and weak, As God came in flesh, he never stopped reflecting his character. His ways have always been vulnerable and emotional because God is holy and strong. God's vulnerability never contradicted God's holiness and strength, but rather showed a humanity in need of rescue that true holiness and true strength assumes suffering. And then... There is Mary. But not an and then, as if a woman of God does not matter to this redemptive story. Rather, God chose what was outcasted by the eyes of power to be where glory would dwell. Mary, who had relentless morning sickness, who had to pause on her walks to get more air who looked at her body questioning why glory would cause her to go through such a journey. It was Mary who shares with us that although faithful love causes stretching and changes our experience of life, it is faithful love that still comes, and that is to be praised. Point one. Point is this the faithful love of God energizes amazement? Luke 1 46 through 49. And Mary said, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because He has looked with favor on the humble condition of His servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. It had been generations since prophets prophesied. What the people of God heard were decrees from empires, rulers had a different charge in the streets reasoning as to why their righteousness was the highest basis for decision-making in life. Each day, the people of God heard abuse of power, have the first word in the morning, and the last word in the evening. Why would God, and when would God, ever wake from his silence? When would the word of the Lord create life in the people of God and stir up grace and truth? When? 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 It is in the tension of the when that God was doing something beautiful in the how. God never abandoned them, but God was not going to make an announcement through a decree like the empires, but God was going to make an announcement through a song. This song, the new song, showed what kind of powerful king was coming. Not a king who desires armies to line up, waiting for a battle cry, but a king who valued the soft lullaby of a mother who loved her child with fervor and celebrated her God with amazement. Mary was energized by the faithful love of God. She was amazed by how the Lord looked at her with favor and compassion. This was a woman who had all the reason to be frustrated, but frustration is hard to get going when holiness is involved. And she could not stop worshiping God because his name is holy. The name that assumes suffering and redeems. What an encouragement to think about. A pregnant woman who held God in flesh in her womb, dancing and rejoicing in the presence of God. Think about that. this, This Mary who has God in flesh in her womb, dancing and rejoicing in the presence of God. What a beautiful word picture. Only faithful love causes such amazement. Christ is love, church. Be energized by the amazing, faithful love of God. It is not boring. It is not old. It's good news. It's the most beautiful news, and it's worth rejoicing over. Point two is this. The faithful love of God inspires justice. Luke 1 50 through 53 says this His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear Him. He has done a mighty deed with His arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good deeds and good things. And sent the rich away empty. Often when we think of mercy and justice, we think of not getting something we deserve and getting what we deserve. But this is not biblical mercy and justice. Mercy is covenant faithfulness and loyalty. And justice is righteousness and the inspiration to make decisions on that righteousness. For Mary to say that God's mercy is from generation to generation is to say that God has always been faithful and loyal to God's people through covenant relationship. And when we say that word covenant, we are saying that God has chosen to be in relationship with us. I should have brought my soul rag cap. I'm definitely sweating up here. Uh, Those who have feared him, those who are faithful to him rejoice because faithful love has inspired righteousness. This righteousness does not need to dress up like a pharaoh, fight like the gods, or even rule like the empires. Yahweh toppled the mighty from their thrones because only Yahweh is righteous. God does not need to win in order to be powerful. God does not compete. Power is reimagined for us through the king of the universe coming in the form of a baby. A throne does not make God powerful. The word of the Lord shows us that power is the righteousness of the Lord, vulnerable, holy, and faithful. God's faithful love in showing us to live in such a way is inspiring. That is why Paul says in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, this, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had came as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. I feel like one of those revival preachers that just has to dabble up here. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Jesus did not compete for this exaltation. Rather... He's exalted because he chooses faithful love. I even think about that word picture in John 13, that when Jesus is washing his disciples' feet, it says in Scripture that he received all power. He received everything from the, from the Father. And what's the first thing he does with his hands? He washes his disciples' feet. He's showing us the most powerful thing in the universe is faithful love this is the attitude that inspires justice an attitude that looks to and looks like Jesus Jesus knew the minor prophets he had Micah 6 in mind when he said seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness We seek righteousness because we have experienced the faithful love of God. The kingdom of God is powerful, but it is powerful because its king is righteous. Dwell on the faithful love of God, and you will begin to set gaze on the righteousness of the Lord as you live in relationship with God, your neighbors and welcome strangers into that same love, making disciples of Jesus who make disciples of Jesus and sharing the gospel message of faithful love in that Jesus, that he alone saves us from sin and death and makes us new in a new creation of his own image. My last and final point is this. The faithful love of God remembers covenants. Luke 1 54 and 55. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. People of God, he has never forgotten his relationship with you, his faithful love towards you. That's why I love how these two verses reemphasize what Mary has been singing all throughout this song. That God never forgets his relationship with you. And with me. As I shared earlier, I was excited this week because I got to see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with some great friends. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I wanted to share this picture with you of me and Pastor Josh dressed up as Ned and Peter Parker. I don't know if anyone else is seen this. I actually was really looking forward to this moment mainly because uh, Josh is a great guy uh, but also Spider-Man is just so stinking cool and I felt like this was my moment to shine. Um, So I really loved it and as the hype for this movie uh, was building up and even after the movie you could not stop seeing posts on Facebook and hearing uh, throughout just really conversations. Do not spoil the movie. First off if you did that repent. <laughs> Second off, when I was meditating on this text and thinking about this song, I realized that God remembering his mercy is not a spoiler. God has always remembered his covenant, and maybe it feels like a spoiler because we have forgotten his covenant with us. Not God Never once has God forgotten his faithful love towards you and towards me. He is the God who is holy, 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 yet so near that we can hear his own tears drop on our hearts to make our hearts new. This Advent season, a season of hope, peace, and joy, and lastly, love, is powerful. But not a kind of power that is big and up in your face, but the kind of power that warms our soul and invites us to be at home in the presence of God. His faithful love comes in the form of a vulnerable baby. His faithful love walks in the same tensions we have His faithful love goes to the cross, enduring every single moment. His faithful love rises from death, making a warm breakfast covenant meal. And his faithful love never stops making things new. His faithful love cannot be blown away by a storm. His faithful love cannot be stripped away by principalities. His faithful love cannot be dictated by another's agenda. His faithful love cannot be rid by a disease. His faithful love cannot be stopped. His faithful love endures forever. So we sing praise this coming Christmas knowing that love is upon us as we are invited to abide in that love and to share that love unto one another. Such holy love comes in the name of Jesus. As Pastor Aubrey uh, comes up to the platform and our servant leaders uh, who are serving us communion, I want us to pause and dwell on this thought a lot of the time during the the christmas season it's actually more hurried isn't it we tend to uh, make things as flawless as possible it's more rushed don't come to the table like that don't come to the table like that dwell for just a moment in holy awe knowing that god endures in faithful love you don't have to rush to come up here. There's not a seat that you've got to steal from somebody else or uh, try to get to that seat at this table. There's a seat for you because God endures in faithful love. So as you pause on the holy awe of God, you can come down the center aisle. We have uh, some of the elements uh, in the back, but as you come down the center aisle, Pastor Deborah uh, will give you the bread the body broke in for you. And if you go to my left, your right, and go to Sarah, she'll give you a cup, a cup of this new covenant. Or if you go to my right, your left, uh, you can go to cat and dip the bread into the cup of intention, Remembering this new covenant. But don't rush to come up here. Don't hurry. Dwell on the faithful love of God that is for you. Would you recite uh, this liturgy with me? Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, set up your kingdom in our midst. Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Holy Spirit, breath of the living God, renew me in all of the world.